you're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Welcome back to the Podiatry Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jim McDonald. With me as always is Tyson Franklin. Tyson, how's things going today? Fantastic today, Jim. Good to be here. And I'm loving this the, the topic we're going to talk about today. It's right up my alley. No, I'm looking forward to it as well. I just, uh, I hope the the audience, the, the geeks, the t- the techies, the people that like gear are going to be ready for uh, what we're going to talk about today. I hope so too. It's going to be one of those subjects. Well, today we're going to be talking about uh, audio equipment. So, and this follows on from last week's episode when we were talking about podcast marketing. So I thought it'd be really good to sort of get a little bit geeky and talk about the type of equipment, mainly because when I talk to people about using audio and it's not using audio isn't just about creating a podcast there's so many ways that you can use audio first question people always ask me oh what microphone should i have what should i do here so i thought well let's let's go through the list of all the different things that you would need and and if people are a little bit geeky like us they're still going to go oh this is so good (laughs) (laughs) well people always jump to the gear right they jump to the gear like what's the type different types of gear but is there something people should be thinking about a little bit before that, before they just like dive deep into the like the endless amount of gear that's available out there? Yeah, because that's funny. Somebody said to me, oh, I want to get, I want to do a start a podcast. I went, okay. And they said, what microphone should I use? And I went, seriously, that's your first question is what microphone? I don't care what microphone you get. There's a few questions you need to ask before. And so that's to do with podcasting. But just in general, when it's coming to audio equipment, First thing you need to ask yourself is for what purpose? What are you planning to use the audio for? So if you want to do podcasting, there's a certain amount of equipment you need to have to create a good podcast. There's certain equipment. If you don't have it, you're going to create a really crappy podcast. And I've heard a few of them. If you want to use audio for training in your business, so you may be creating manuals, but you're thinking, I want to create some audio files so they can listen to what it is that I'm trying to explain. It's a different setup again. If you want to create an audiogram where you're combining pictures and audio together that you want to use on social media, once again, it's a different type of equipment. So that's what I want to run through is first off, think about what do you want to use audio for? And then I'm going to sort of run through this list of equipment that I think you should uh, be be looking at anyway. Excellent. I, I can't wait to jump in here because obviously us having a podcast together is definitely one category. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what what's what and we can jump into what the equipment we use as well. But you know, when you're when you're talking about solo shows or you know guest recordings, what what is that kind of that first um, amount of equipment or what what kind of things do you use for that type of a setup? Okay, so yeah, that, and that's a really good way to start. So if you were thinking, yeah, I do want to have a podcast. Okay, do you want to do a solo podcast or do you want to do an interview podcast? So if you're going to do a solo podcast, you need one microphone. And with microphones, you there's a couple of different ways of going. You can have what they call a USB mic, where a USB cable plugs in your microphone, straight in your computer, and you can just record on certain software, which we'll get to software later. If you want to do an interview-style podcast, then you need to, and if you're going to do it live, you need to at least have two microphones. So, and you can't plug two microphones in your computer. So therefore you need to have a mixer. So the, the microphones need to plug into that mixer. Now, some people might say, okay, I, you know, I have a microphone at home that I plug into my amplifier for playing music. And you may find the connection on that microphone, if it's just got the three prongs, that's what they call an XLR 
microphone. You can't plug that in your computer. That must go into a mixer, which then through a USB cable will go in your computer. So I'm going to assume most of the people listening to this, if, they, if they're thinking of starting a podcast, uh, they need to probably dig into it a bit more. But I'm, I'm going to talk about audio more as you're probably going to do either solo or you're going to use it in some form of your, your marketing or for training manuals. That's awesome. That's really helpful. Um, obviously, uh, another another form of interviewing is this kind of remote uh, format that you and I use. Um, obviously, like we have to be on the same software at the same time, which is definitely uh, something to consider as well. Well, this is the thing. Like, if you're doing interviews live, you need two microphones, mixer, plug them into that. It goes in your computer. You have software there, and it what it's what they do. It's what you call splitting it into two tracks. So when you're talking. It splits into one track. When I'm talking, it splits to another. So therefore, while I'm talking, you could be in the background carrying on like a complete pork chop. You could be clicking your fingers and singing and dancing, and I can just cut that all out. Or if I'm talking, or if you're talking, my dog barks, who sits under the desk here, which has happened multiple times, then I can just cut that out. So that's the advantage of having two tracks. What's really good now, even, pro, even software like uh, Zoom, which everybody would know Zoom at the moment. It's a really simple one. You can have two people talking on there. I could have one microphone plugged into my computer. You get your computer plugged in, and we can actually record the whole thing on Zoom, and Zoom now splits both tracks. So you, it makes it really easy for editing, but you can't edit on Zoom. You've then got to move that into a different different software to do the editing. And that's why it comes back to for what purpose do you want to use the audio, and that will also determine not just the hardware, but it'll also determine the software that you use. That's a perfect example. I think one other aspect of hardware that's obviously, if, if people watch the video of this this podcast, they can see that we're both wearing headphones. And different um, types. Do you want to go over, yeah, different types, but uh, do you want to go over the benefits of, of utilizing a headphone as opposed to like a speaker on your computer or, or you know, why would someone even consider having these big things on their head or just your earbuds? Okay. Well. well just one step back when it comes to microphones too, there are things called lapel mics, which is just that everyone would have seen them, yeah, the news readers, that's a lapel mic. And you can, I can actually, I've through my mixer, I can use a lapel mic and plug it into my computer if I want to do it that way. But I don't, I choose to use my ATR2100. That's that microphone. Mm-hmm. And, but you can plug a lapel mic straight into your phone. That's what they're, they're fantastic for putting into your phone. Just another cable that you've got to, connect in there but look yeah roadie lapel mics are the best ones that i've found to use but the headphones so you've got the big headphones that sit on your ears whereas i'm just using the apple headphones that the plug in now the reason i use the apple ones i used to use the big muff ones like i was a radio announcer two reasons i changed one because i was doing a lot of traveling around and i would be doing podcast recordings on the run from motel rooms i just wanted to travel light so it was just one extra thing I had to pack. So I have a uh, like my podcasting kit that I would take with me, which is a small black box that I'd pack everything into. And the headphones just took up room. So that was one reason I stopped using them. Second reason I stopped was I was listening to someone who was like a podcast expert. And they said, when you're editing podcasts or when you're listening to a podcast, if you can use the same headphones that the average person in the street is using to listening, yeah, are going to use to listen to your recording, then you get a true indication of what it really sounds like. Whereas when you have really good headphones on, sometimes you're hearing this awesome sound, but that may not be what the other person's hearing. And plus, I can fold these up and stick them in my pocket. 
That's why I use. <laughs> that's why I use just the smaller Apple headphones. What do you choose? What do you use the bigger ones? Other than it looks pretty. I cool. just like it looks the, cooler. Yeah, you look much cooler, but uh, just the sound quality. You know, I work from home. Um, yeah. You know, on my computer all day listening to music, and I want to have kind of the best quality as possible. You know, I live not. I live in a city, obviously in Montreal, so like this helps with some noise cancellation as well. I'm not getting any outside interference if I'm riding or from you know doing a Zoom call or something like that. It's just it's a little less distracting to have that's on here. I think one aspect um, that's important to bring up as well with utilizing either earbuds or with headphones is that um, sometimes if you're using a speaker or if you're using your own laptop, what will sometimes happen oh, yeah. is you can have the sound from the speaker actually bleed into your microphone. Um, so like if I'm, if you're talking to me and then your voice comes out of my speaker into the microphone, it creates kind of a feedback loop, which can lead to like really, really bad and annoying audio. So that's, that's one of the reasons why you'll see even you know, someone doing a YouTube show or something like that. Sometimes they'll consider just utilizing that, if, especially a remote uh, interview situation. If you're in person, you can have a conversation with someone and you may not have to, to wear headphones, um, but it, it can be a good way to monitor the audio uh, and also make sure that that you're, the person you're having that conversation with isn't coming back through the mic when it's your time, when it's your, your turn to talk. Yeah, and the other good part with the ATR2100 microphone that I use is that it actually has, it's got an XLR cable on it as well, so you can use it both ways. Plus it also has a headphone jack, so you can plug your headphones straight into it. So while you're talking, you can actually hear yourself and see how you sound. But some people may notice when I do a lot of my YouTube videos, I don't actually have headphones on. They might see the microphone, but I don't have any headphones. But what I do is I test the sound, everything beforehand. I, I know how I sound. Then I take them off because I don't need to hear myself when I'm actually uh, doing a, a, a video. But when you and I are talking, I constantly want to be able to hear myself because it's also I'm paying attention to other background noises that are going around me, whether it's air conditioner. Uh, and we've had a few times where you and I have been talking and the setup of my computer hasn't worked properly and you've gone, Oh, your sound sense terrible, and all of a sudden it was picking up through the it was picking up through the computer mic. The settings hadn't been uh, set up properly. Yeah, it's just good to monitor that audio. You bring up some good points there, and I think uh, when both people are monitoring, you can make sure it's as high quality as possible. Uh, so the next part I want to talk about was bits of equipment that I think are really important is the little add-ons that you use. Like, for example, I have a boom that I have set up on my desk here so I don't actually have to touch my microphone. Because some people will notice, you'll listen to some audio recordings and you'll hear this. That's not my heartbeat. That's the person talking <laughs> and they're tapping their microphone at the same time. And a lot of people who are, if you're doing an interview with somebody and they've got a microphone and you've got headphones on, and this is the benefit of having headphones. If I didn't have headphones on, I wouldn't be able to hear them moving their fingers. So some people just... Yeah, that just touching the microphone right. comes through the microphone and that's why it's really important if you have a boom that you're not actually holding onto the microphone your hands free great for italians because you can throw your hands around the air, air where you're talking and i do that as well i very animated where, when i'm talking it works really well for me to have a boom another thing that people will find uh, an advantage when they're doing recordings with a microphone some will have like a uh oh, what's it I've got the name of the name of the a thing. Pop, a pop filter. Yeah. So some people will have like a pop filter over it. So when they're when they're talking, it sort of yeah stops all the things. I used to have one of those on here, but I stopped using it because it used to get in the way. It used to annoy me. 
but I found I didn't pop a lot anyway. I just didn't. I didn't pop. I didn't pop heaps when I was actually <laughs> talking. I use more of just a uh, like a, a wind thing over the top of it, which is just this foam. Yeah. Foam thing. There's a lot of sound yep, effects on this thing today. I've got one too here, and uh, my, my microphone's on a boom. I think it uh, it just yeah just it's out of the way. It's not on the desk. It's not going to move. It's just right there. Um, it's actually right below me, so it's pointing directly at my mouth. Yeah. I think uh, I have a shotgun mic, unlike you have more of a condenser mic. It's interesting you bring that up. I hope before you go any further, because you just said condenser yep. mic. I actually have a dynamic mic. A dynamic mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so for people who are thinking, okay, now you can, what's the difference? Uh, a dynamic mic is more, it picks up loud sound. So if I'm really close to it, it picks up my voice really, really well. And if there's some noise going on in the background, like me clicking my fingers like I am at the moment, you don't really pick it up. It only picks up the sound that's right in front of it. Whereas the condenser mics are a lot more sensitive. And they're the sort of microphones, sometimes you'll see the professional guys in this studio where they're whispering, but it'll pick it up really crisp. Problem with that is if there's a little bit of noise anywhere, someone clicking like it just picks it up straight over the top of the voice it, it they're a really they're a lot more sensitive sort of microphones great for radio announcers in soundproof rooms that aren't picking anything else up but for the average uh, person like you and i dynamic mics uh, a lot better there you go well one thing before i before i totally derail the conversation yeah. if you do have uh you know a camera or you do have your your webcam if you're doing a remote interview you might as well record it um you know obviously we use uh our recordings more for kind of promotion of our podcast but there's lots of different ways to repurpose the video of you doing your podcast whether you're going to release the entire thing as a video use it for promotional purposes but there can be some benefits of using different types of software to record the video along with the audio and we'll we'll get into software now i won't i won't turn this into a video podcast oh, no, tutorial but uh but there's definitely uh you know having a, a good a good camera just using your webcam is a good place to start yeah, but that's it's a really interesting point you bring up there though even though we're talking about audio equipment, if you want to produce better videos, you need to have better audio. Because if someone will only watch your videos for, there's two things about video, lighting and and sound. You might have the greatest lighting and you look fantastic, but if the sound is really irritating, people will switch off pretty quickly because we've gotten used to hearing things that, that, that are appealing to us. So I think the power of audio is also, it makes your videos better. And that's where you may, you know, just using a lapel mic and knowing where you've got it positioned and are you using the lapel mic through your phone or through through something else? Moving on to software. With all software, there's free and there's paid. Once again, depends what your purpose is. If you're doing a couple of little solo things yourself, you might be doing some recording for training manuals. I reckon just use free uh, recording and editing software like Audacity is a, is a great choice. When I did my audio marketing workshop last year on the Gold Coast, which I do plan to do again at some stage. And there was like a full day event, heaps of fun. I had everybody just download Audacity and I said, this is all I want you using today. I want you just to learn the basics. But then I showed them the paid software that I use, which is Adobe Audition. And it's about $29 a month is what I pay. I can just do so many more things with it. And I've Every now and gone, you know, I'm just going to try Audacity for this next podcast episode just to see how it goes. And I guess I, I get about halfway through it, and I go, I'm going back to, I'm going back to Adobe Audition because I can just there's, there's just more bells and whistles to it. So it's comparing, you know, an old Datsun 180 
be to a new BMW. It's just, it's just the way that works. Yes, they're both cars and they both get you from A to B, but one just does it so much better. And, and that's what you're after. If you're going to do a lot of recording on a regular basis, and if you're going to record manuals, which could, could last, yeah, go on for a while, you want something that is really easy to use, really easy to edit. And both those programs you can actually record directly into and also edit on. So they're both really good programs. What do you use? By yeah, the way? for... Uh, so when I first got it started, I, I'm a Mac guy, right? So uh, Apple uh, provides a free uh, oh, audio band. editing software called GarageBand. Yeah. yeah. So, Garage. so generally I Garage. use Garage. <laughs> Sorry, just what just, oh, you said. Garage. Sorry. GarageBand. Yeah. yeah. G- g- garage, garage. I guess for garage the, uh, band, yes. the Austra. <laughs> but uh, also I've been utilizing uh, for our podcast purposes, both for the audio and video as a backup, we're using uh, Riverside.fm, which which is a, uh, basically like a web-based uh, browser uh, application. So we can uh, get high quality video, but also high quality auto as a good backup. So uh, one thing I wanted to mention too, is that um, you, do, you do record your, this podcast and some of your stuff on, on a specific device. Did you wanna talk about that device at all? Or is that just beyond the scope of today's conversation? No, no, I use, so when, when, I'm, when I'm doing a podcast, for example, I use Zoom for the video. The video quality is not as good as what Riverside is. However, I'm not chasing awesome video quality. I'm after the audio because that's what the podcast is all about. Even though I still use those videos and I put them onto my YouTube channel. So I record on Zoom. So it's splitting the tracks. I get the audio and the video from Zoom. But at the same time, I actually record on a thing called a Zoom PodTrack P4. And it's a small little handheld device, which I'd pull it up and show you, but it will um, disconnect everything. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's sitting here on my desk, but I've got all these cables sort of lying over the top of it. It's, you've got Zoom, which everyone knows that for webinars, but there's a company called Zoom who actually make these small handheld audio recording devices. And they have a H2, a H4, a H6 is what I used to use. And... Then they came out with this PodTrack P4, which what I like about it, it's got sound effects. Uh, it has You can put up to four microphones on there. You can have a connection where you can have somebody phone in. So it's a really cool device. And that's where, so when we're doing this now on Riverside, you're recording the audio, but I'm also recording the audio separately uh, so that I can edit it afterwards. Perfect. Yeah, that, that's a great explanation. I think it just, it's good to know to have, you know, it's always good to have backups, whether it's a software backup like Riverside when we do it, but also that hardware, you know, recording to a memory card like you do with the Zoom uh, pod track. Yeah. And it's one of those things, if people said to me, my whole podcast setup, if I looked at the equipment that I have and what it actually cost me, my microphone was like $90 at the time when I bought it. The boom was like 15 the PodTrack P4, which is the latest piece of equipment, which is the Ducks Nuts, it's pretty good. And it was about $380, I think. And then with all your cables, so my whole setup, other than my computer, is probably yeah, 600 bucks, which is not a huge amount of money. No, and, that's a solid uh, investment. Yeah, and even and I look at the quality of the sound that I get. Okay, it's not like Joe Rogan's podcast and the, the quality of their sound. But the quality, to me, is good enough that's appealing to the ear. And that's what you're after. No, for sure. So there are a couple of other apps that I just wanted to mention too, that if you wanted to record straight on your phone, you could be using just your Apple uh, headphones that came with it or uh, AirPods or whatever. Or you get a lapel mic and hook it through to your phone. There's a uh, an app that I use called Voice Recorder Pro, which is it's 
fantastic. Some of my podcasts have actually been released on that, where I have done recordings somewhere and I've just had an idea, a thought. Some of my solo episodes, I had my lapel mic, I plugged it into my phone, I was in a quiet setting and I just recorded it and released it. And it, you can get a free version and a paid version. It's like $4. But there is a free version. Uh, and there's also a, a mob called Rev.com where they have a thing where you can actually record straight into there. But once again, it's usually anything that's super free has its has its limitations. But I think what you pay is not a huge amount. So even when I mentioned Adobe Audition before, and I have a monthly fee for that, yes, it costs me a couple hundred dollars a year to have that. But to me, it's a really, really good investment. Uh, other things I just want to touch on when it comes to audio, because I just want to wrap this up soon. So if you want to put music over the top of uh, some of your audio tracks or some backing music, the place that I use is called audiojungle.com. So go there, and there's a whole pile of music that you pay a one-off fee for. It could be $5. It could be $20. But you can use that music as much as you want. So I highly recommend... If you if you're going to use music, use something that you've paid, yeah, that you're buying or that's free. Don't just steal other people's music because you will get your butt kicked for doing that. And I think the last thing too that people got to realize you can't just record something and go and put it on the social media. It does it just doesn't work that way. It it must first be hosted somewhere and then where it's hosted, it will be uploaded. So like our podcast, this one, uh, Podiatry Marketing. It is uploaded to Transistor, is the the host that we use. And then from there, I can take it from Transistor and I post it into the Podiatry Business Owners Club or other, other pages where I want to put it. So the feed is actually coming from Transistor. I use a company called Libsyn. Everything gets posted to there and, and I download it. So Transistor, it's not free, is it? No, I think we pay like uh, 15 bucks a month or so. And like you said, what happens is that it creates that feed uh, for the podcast and then it basically will propagate it to places like iTunes, Spotify, all these different podcast providers. So it's basically one central place to to upload it and then you you can choose all these other places for it to show up. Yeah, and and that's if you're doing the podcast. If you're doing a podcast like on Libsyn, I upload it to there and then I set it up that this is, these are all the places I want it to go to and it just does it automatically. However, you can get, you can use a host that doesn't send it out as a podcast. You just host your audio there and then just post it whether you're posting it on your website for patients to click on. So I've done some uh, blog articles on my website and then on my blog article, I just have an audio file that I've written the blog and then I've read the blog and recorded it places like Podbean for example and a lot of there's a lot of hosting places that actually have a, a free thing that you can register for as well and you'll get a certain amount of data that you can do for free so you can test it out so Podbean is a really good one to test if you want to just check it out what's it like to record something put it up there transfer it from there say onto your website or use it in a training manual somewhere or on social media another an- another one is uh, Anchor uh, yeah. Anchor.fm is like another free version. Obviously, there's certain restrictions, certain limitations, but it's definitely one way that people are just wanting to test it out or just to see what it, what it's like to kind of like upload a podcast or a piece of audio. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's why it comes back to that original question I asked before. What do you want to do with it? So when I started using audio, I knew I want to do podcasting and I want to do a bloody really good podcast. And I want it to be really professional and I want it to sound as good as what everybody else's does. So I want to get a good microphone. I want to get a good good mixer. 
I wanted to have good editing software. I wanted to have a great host. So that's why I use Libsyn. I'm not saying still, that's still not, working on that. Still working on that. I'm not saying there's anything <laughs> wrong with Transistor, but that's why. Whereas I know people have set up a podcast and they use free editing software, they use a free host, and then they they're going, oh, why isn't my show growing? It's because you you limit. There's, there's certain restrictions when you go free compared to when you actually pay for stuff. But if your goal is just to use it internally on your own website, training manuals creating audiograms within your own marketing social media then bloody stick free you don't need all you don't need all the fancy stuff for sure and if you're loving this please reach out to jim and tell him and tell me so therefore if you want me to run another audio marketing workshop in australia i can do that and jim can run one over in canada in in the usa yeah no i'm happy to uh provide uh educational and information for people who are excited about what podcasting can do and just to learn more about it for sure. Yeah, or well, you and I can get together over in the USA and do something together, which would be fun. We could do, we have That'd to do that. I reckon 2023, you and I need to put on a marketing <laughs> workshop in the United States and uh, that goes for like two days and we just blow it away. It'll be fun. I think that sounds like a plan. I think so. So I think, like I said, we could talk, I know you and I could talk on this for hours. It could be like a two, three hour show. <laughs> because we get off on all this sort of stuff. But I'm going to wrap it up there. I think that's enough information to be dangerous. And now what people need to do is take notes and then go and do a bit of research themselves and then reach out to us if they have any questions. No, I think that sounds like a great plan. Uh, Thanks for sharing all that, those insights and those details, Tyson. I'm sure it's going to give people a lot to to start researching and seeing uh, if they have an interest in starting a podcast. This, This is a great place to start. Yeah, or just using audio in general. For sure. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Bye, Tyson. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.